tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show where I can't wait to talk to you about that hot new platformer game everybody's been talking about. That's right, Bubsy. <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. <laughs> and I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's get into some things we've been checking out. And if you guys don't mind, I'd like to just go ahead and get mine out of the way first. The people want to hear about the, Bubsy, though. The, I know. The people, they <laughs> they got to know about Bubsy. Those woolies, they're striking yeah. back. Yeah, they they sure, they sure are. <laughs> but no... um. My first check it out. Over the weekend, I got to catch a uh, very popular action slash comedy set in space following a ragtag group of uh, disparate people going up against a world uh, world shattering uh, uh, enemy. There's action, there's comedy, there's even a larger than life sidekick character that could be both funny and nervous. That's right. I'm talking about Spaceballs, <laughs> the classic Mel Brooks film. No, I had a chance to go down to the uh, Gateway Film Center down in uh, Columbus, and they had an, an, an original film print oh, nice. of it, oh. so they had the film grain and everything. Yeah, super, super nice. I love Mel Brooks films. I think they're the best, and I really, really enjoy... Young Frankenstein is like number one. It's got to be number one for me, but uh, Spaceballs is like a very close... Yeah, I'd like, have to second. agree. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, I'd forgotten how much... How much I absolutely loved that movie. I mean, it was just so good. It like everyone was firing on like all cylinders during that film, and just some of the jokes. I I, I don't know. That just I don't know how to explain it. Just go out and watch it. It's a good movie. Just go see it. I I hope comb the desert for a theater near you. Playing that's it. that's it. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, but no, I hope I hope they uh, they do that second one. You know, they they teased it, and they've been talking about it yeah. every once in a great while. And I think what's really holding them up is uh, Rick Moranis. You know, I he got out of acting. I don't think he wants to come back. And you can't do it without Dark Helmet. Yeah. You can't do it. Man, Rick Moranis, stop holding up movies coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What else is he holding up? Uh, well, he wasn't he part of the reason Ghostbusters was held up for so long before yeah. they decided to just make a An, dif- different, completely yeah. different one? Yeah, you know what? I think you're right about that. Yeah. He wasn't the complete reason, but he was definitely he was you know one part of them. Of it. Yep, part of the variables in the equation that made Ghostbusters three not a thing. Yeah, true, very true. And now I just I don't want a Ghostbusters three. I don't think Dan Aykroyd can write a good one. <laughs> well, without all four of the uh, the team there, yeah, it's just, it's just not the same. And you know, Bill Murray's not gonna if he if he does show up in it. He's not going to put his heart into no, it because he doesn't care. It's going to be about as good as his cameo in mm-hmm. Ghostbusters 20, 2016, 2015. Yeah. Was that a couple years ago? I don't know. Oh, my yeah, gosh. 2015. Wow. So. It probably probably had to have been late 2015, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I like that. I don't want to trash on that movie, though, because I liked it enough. Oh, sure. Yeah, I liked it. Fine. Sure. The other thing I checked out, and we all kind of checked this one out, um, do we want to go ahead and talk about Bubsy. Mario? Bubsy. Let's talk about Bubsy. <laughs> God, I love that bobcat. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong, right? <laughs> oh, no. No, uh, I, I mean, I did play the new Bubsy game that came out on Halloween for some reason. Okay, what is Bubsy? Uh, he's a bobcat from the 90s and a, a sad attempt to emulate the success of Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Specifically yeah. the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter. Yeah. Well, I mean, the original game. Well, that too. Just, yeah. That's but what, the, yeah. It's like Sonic if it was bad, yeah. well, worse. <laughs> yeah. But not intentionally bad, just just a bad game. And we all thought he was lost to time mm-hmm. for good reason. But, of course, they dug up Bubsy's. He rose from the grave. Yeah, they dug up Bubsy's corpse to make a new game. You know, this is a chance to redeem him, I guess. But they didn't. It's it's real bad. It's like they doubled down on the bad. Yeah, and you can't tell if, like, well, is this the joke that the game's bad? <laughs> well, if the joke was that the game was bad, the game should have been $10. Yeah. So everyone could play the joke instead of... Well, I'll tell you what the what the biggest thing was. I think they saw the, uh, what was it, Bubsy 3D, that fake MMO Bubsy game that the guys who did Sonic... Uh, Oh, Dream Collection. Drawn Sonic yeah, Dreams the, Collection. What, like Bubsy visits some art yeah. installation thing that was hilarious. Yeah, I think what they were, what they saw was like, hey, this is a thing that happened like four years ago. <laughs> Perfect timing. Strike while the iron is cold. <laughs> so, yeah. The, the weirdest thing about it, they gave him a new move that's called, it's a pounce move. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like Sonic's homing dash without the homing. Yeah. So you just basically, you hit a button and Bubsy just slings himself across the screen in a completely uncontrollable and unpredictable fashion. Just like Bubsy, uncontrollable and unpredictable. (laughs) But that's one of his, the main gameplay mechanics is a button that makes you lose control of the character more or less. (laughs) Also, he can glide. Which is weird because he's a bobcat. And well, like not... all bobcats, they can glide. <laughs> glide through the air. Yeah. <laughs> With the greatest of ease. And uh, they just throw yarn balls everywhere. Yeah. And they want you to get them all. And it's like, and I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> I played two levels of this game. And then I was like, I don't need to do this to myself. <laughs> uh, well, hey, jumping off of that onto like an actual good. Jumping. Yeah. A, a good game. Yeah. Jumping. There we go. Um, we all played uh, Super Mario. Um uh, Odyssey. Odyssey, yeah, that just came out on like the twenty seventh. Yep, and November. I'm already through it for yeah, the most part. Me too. Yeah, but that's not because it's a very short game. It's because it's a very good, good game. Oh yeah, you'd just be telling yourself like, just one more moon, and then I'll mm-hmm. then I'm done, and then it's five, and then it's ten moons. Yeah, yeah. It's very much in the spirit of like a Mario sixty four or Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. If you mixed it with maybe Breath of the Wild, a little bit, yeah. They're, the level, the stages aren't full blown like maps like the uh, Breath of the Wild. The Breath of the Wild map was humongous. Yeah, the levels aren't as big as honestly not as big as I thought they would be. Yeah, same here. But no, they uh, they're very very good. They have moons just hidden, God, everywhere, everywhere, all over the place. And uh, the story, believe it or not, I kind of really like the story. Yeah, for a Mario game, it's very good and very clever and fun. I never thought I would play a game. That involved Bowser being overly worried about his wedding. Yeah. Everything had to be perfect, so he had to steal everything to make his wedding perfect. That's very weird. It's a weird idea for a game. The whole game is really weird, and it revels in that weirdness yes. in a fun way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, I like I like the additions to like the whole planet of Earth that like the Mushroom Kingdom isn't just... The only thing on that planet yeah. that is similar to Earth but isn't Earth. And it's weird. I think New Donk City is my favorite yeah, I world agree. out of a bunch. It's clear that they spent the most time uh, on that one. but I, And it's 
it's weird because all of the uh, each land has a different set of inhabitants like the lunch kingdom they're all like sentient forks that run around yeah. and then you have like toast arena where they're all uh, sugar, sugar skull people yeah and new donk city they're all 1950s businessmen and women yeah yeah and it's i love how the game treats them like they're just as weird and out there as sugar skull people or toads because <laughs> they kind of are in yeah. the scheme of things yeah they know it's weird and they're running with it mm-hmm. which is what makes it better than like in a sonic game where there's human people yeah <laughs> yeah but no i i i love it i think it's great they look and sound kind of like sims a little bit yeah characters. uh even more so the uh cappy any of his dialogue sounds exactly like simlish <laughs> yeah it sure sure does but no, I just love the I love the new cat mechanic and the possession mechanic. I think that's really clever. Yeah, it opens up a lot of really fun uh, gameplay opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish there wasn't a constant uh, tutorial on the bottom of the screen telling that, you what yeah. buttons do what. That drives me nuts. They really want you to use the motion controls. Boy, yeah. do they! I mean, and you can get through the whole game without using them, but they really want you to. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a couple of moons that you can't get without having using motion control. Like, there's one where you have to do the frog with the high jump. Yeah. But you can't reach the moon unless you use the shake the controller super high jump. Which is hard to do when you're playing in handheld mode where you have to just shake the freaking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Console. You just shake the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, but no, I really enjoy it. I think it has a, a bunch of uh, post game content, which is really, really good and satisfying. The ending was incredibly satisfying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the I, ending gets pretty buck wild. I love that ending. I love it so much. And the the song that they play for that final thing, like, really hit my sweet spot. I don't know what it is. I, I'm a sucker for 90s kind of... It kind of sounded like a Sonic song. A little Honestly, bit. It sounded like, a little bit like a Sonic song, but it also sounded like something that would have been in the live-action Josie and the Pussycats movie. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what it is, but... I those kind of the soundtrack to that movie on vinyl the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. It's a very good album, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has some good songs on it. I love that movie. It's a great movie. It's because it knows like it's like pointing f- fun at how like product placementy yeah and stuff it is, and that's cool. It's very self aware. But no, Mario Odyssey, really, <laughs> really, really good. I'm um about five hundred over five hundred moons into it, which yeah. is a lot. I've got 500 moons and then you unlock another level and mm-hmm. it's really hard and it's... I've gotten frustrated and I've played it a lot less. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I've decided I'm going to wait and let that moon be the last one I get. <laughs> I'm going to do everything else and then that one. My brother is already 100% of the game. Of course he has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably get close this weekend. I'm not going to lie. I'll probably sit down and knock out another, you know, couple hundred moons and get really close. So I think once I finish that last level, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Nintendo games, did you hear that they're um, going to be releasing some more DLC stuff for the uh, Breath of the Wild? More than just the... Like today, as of Thursday, when we record, there's a there's going to be a um, DLC uh, side quest that unlocks a uh, Breath of the Wild version of, like, Ray, the main character from Xenoblade Saga 2's costume. Huh. 
Did you, yeah, I sent a picture of that on the oh, yeah, I saw that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I that's, didn't know there was a quest to go along. Yeah, it's with like it. a little side quest that they're gonna throw in, just kind of cool. hold you over until the the second DLC, which should be coming any day now. Any day I'm now. Assuming. My amiibos are on their way. I forgot <laughs> I ordered them. <laughs> Whoops. But uh, I've but, I've seen the new amiibos. Mm-hmm. They're just all right. Yeah. They're they're they look like the Smash Brothers ones. Oh, really? Kinda. What, what do you think? You saw them too. They're all right. I just I wish Urbosa didn't have that big pillar right that shoots really right up thinking. between her legs. Yeah. It looks bad, and I just I just wasn't super enamored with them. Mm. Well, that's a shame because I have to get them. <laughs> I mean, they they don't look as good as like Wedding Mario and Peach and Bowser do. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's my check them outs. You guys have. See, I'm guessing you guys we, have plenty. We saw Thor, but I guess we're gonna wait till next week to talk about that one when Josh is here. When Josh is here, and and our listeners have more of a chance to see yeah. it. Yeah. I will say though that I thought it was fantastic, and you should probably go see it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Let's see what have we done in the last two weeks that we could talk about. Had some horror movies probably. Oh, we did. At least the the end of um, yeah, that's Halloween. right. We didn't get to finish the end of our October. Halloween extravaganza. Pull up the list. Well, first of all, we saw Night of the Living Dead, but with riff tracks. Oh, cool. Okay, was it was it fun? Did I add oh, yeah. to it? Yeah, good. it was super fun. They did a good job. Good, like they usually do. Yeah, made uh, a pretty good beating off zombies joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> We watched Death Spa. Ooh, that was a good that's one. That's a very good uh, one. A very... That's, it's Death Spa. Is that the one with uh, the guy who played um, Captain Kirk's son from the uh, Star Trek movies? Yeah. Where they had the ghost who of the woman who... May or may not have possessed the dude. The dude. And it... the spa was like all run by computers, and yet that was a, was supposedly what was causing all the problems. But like, did the computers control like tiles falling flying off the walls that was funny because it made me think of zelda yeah a little bit yeah yeah that that movie was a hilarious schlocky oh it's great just wonderful piece of garbage it sure (laughs) is it sure is how about that scene where that lady uh in a wheelchair immolates herself And then as she's on fire, magically regains her ability to walk. She like stands up and flops around, <laughs> even though her legs are supposed to be like not working or whatever. Wonderful. Yeah. It's a great yeah, classic a great, film. It was a hilarious. It's a, great. Yeah. 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 It was right up there with uh, Chopping, Chopping Mall. Mall. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And apparently people in the 80s were just terrified of technology. They just, yeah. Scary stuff. Um, We watched... They look like people, which was the most generic indie movie you could imagine. It sounds like it. Uh, it was about a guy who thought that what did he? What was his problem? Well, he's hearing voices, and getting calls, telling him that monsters the, are... monsters were coming, and that they they look like people, and they're infecting people. people and they, but they look just yeah, like monsters were infecting people, and he knew. And but it was he was all... going to have to kill people. Was he only good at two things, kicking butt and eating sweet tarts, and he was all out of sweet tarts? <laughs> no, that was that's a good movie. This was, this was it was an all right movie. It was just okay. so generic. Yeah, like the, the the power of friendship basically hits him over it because his friend kind of indulges him in his insanity enough to where he realizes that whoa. 
this is re- not real. Mm. And it it's it's just generic in Oh, so movie. it turns out that they that there were no yeah, monsters or aliens. It was just the guy's crazy. Yeah. God, that's yeah. such a I mean, that's kind of the whole thing like is he crazy or That's a whole that's a super lackluster turnaround. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah. Uh, we watched Sinister. Okay. Which was I think it wins the award for making you jump and yeah, that was chock full of jump scares. <laughs> it's a relatively recent horror movie about a true crime writer that moves into a house where a family all got killed, all got hung in the tree in the backyard. Oh boy! And he finds a bunch of like snuff films in his attic that are really creepily and well done, well That's shot. That's probably your favorite part. Yeah, they're totally creepy, mm. skin crawly. But in the end, it go- takes no, a super. I don't. You, you don't know, spoil it, but uh, it takes kind of a supernatural turn that mm. it's kind of stupid, and it would be a better movie if it was just like about a serial killer. Yeah. Instead of what it was about, which was ridiculous. Ah. Okay. So maybe like the first hour was really good, and then the last twenty minutes is just like, oh, really? <laughs> they really undress. Oh no, they. They really think like the a kid doing like the sh- face with the finger to the mouth is super scary and creepy. But it's, it's not. not. That's and not. They do it like eight or nine times. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we watched Asylum, which is a, a British um, anthology horror anthology movie about some people in an asylum, and each one tells a different well, story. The, well, mm. the framing story is there's this new doctor that goes to asylum and. He has to figure out which one's the was the director. Yeah, so he can get the job. Get the job. Oh, okay. And he goes through and he hears the story of all the different people and has to decide which one's the doctor. It was wonderfully bonkers. Okay. Which I'm wondering if that's a British horror movie thing. Do they just all get really off the wall weird? Maybe because a lot of them that we watched on this experiment yeah. have been just. Bonker, like Wicker Man is just nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like this was kind of like that. There was a guy that was making like robot dolls of people mm. that like he could like put like his consciousness into. Yeah. Oh, that's actually kind of neat. And it was like it looked like a dumb toy robot with like a. a you should find a picture of it. A sculpty head of the guy's head on top. <laughs> but it had like just like a ro- like metal, you know, generic metal robot body (laughs) okay and it was about you know six inches tall at the most (laughs) and it kills somebody (laughs) okay that's pretty back wild yeah that was the only one of the stories i can remember off the top of my head taylor that had to build make a suit out of a special fabric he can only work on it at night it's weird yeah i don't remember the other ones the woman had like the Lady friend that kept appearing. I don't. Ooh, remember. spooky! Yeah, I don't remember at all. Her brother was trying to like get the house and the money. Don't remember that. But the vaguely, lady. vaguely, I may have been in and out of falling asleep during this. Now that <laughs> okay, I think okay, about it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, what I remember of it was pretty fun and weird. So that's that's good if you like like your movies weird. <laughs> the last one which is the last movie we watched was zombie okay and it was some italian zombie movie that was uh is all right 
Yeah. Um the the special effects and the gore effects were really good and really gruesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the movie itself was just okay. That, that's usually how it goes with Italian films. Yeah. <laughs> the effects are excellent. The movies, eh, it's all right. Yeah. Also, it has a zombie fighting a shark. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it does have Fun. that. <laughs> okay. That's automatically bumped it up my list okay. of must watch. It's pretty. It's pretty buck wild. Yeah. 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 And uh, it's a real shark. <laughs> and it's like real, like, like voodoo zombie t- style zombies. Okay. Not like we dump some nuclear waste on a graveyard kind of zombie. Gotcha. Okay. And a lady gets her uh, eye poked out by a mm. piece of wood. That zombie like breaks through the door and slowly pulls her into a shard of wood. And it is yeah, it's very gr- gross. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that was a pretty good one, I think. Cool. It, it's schlocky, but not in the same way that, like, Death Spa is. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so what did you guys think of your, just uh, the, this whole month-long experiment as a whole? Yeah, because yeah. we did watch 31 you, horror You did, movies. you went right we, through it. Yeah. We did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to get really sick of horror movies <laughs> after the first two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... There's actually a pretty good variety of different kinds of horror movies. Yeah, that's true. We kind of discovered that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so it's such a vast genre because you got your, you know, you can get a horror comedy or mm-hmm. like an old bad goofy horror. one. Yeah, if you you're in the mood for something funny, mm-hmm. or you know, if you want to get scared, you can pop in like one of the more modern ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just so many like classic horror movies that are just fantastic, like uh, American Werewolf in London or mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right, yeah. It, it's a it's a varied genre of films, and it's not terribly hard to go 31 days watching them. <laughs> oh sure, no, they're they're horror movies are very easy to make. And they're usually pretty easy to market to people, so there are a plethora of them in all sorts of yeah. Now, if you do this next year, um, mark this on your list for next year. Um, Slaughter High, look up Slaughter High. I, we almost watched that. One. Oh, it's so good! <laughs> it's so good, and it's and it's or maybe I'm thinking times... of Slaughter University. Either way, okay, Slaughter <laughs> High. It's a it's a kid. In a, um, the 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 killer is a guy in a Letterman jacket, as a real skinny kid with a in a Letterman jacket with a uh, clown like jester mask on um if you and it's right rides that line between you know just a horror movie and that schlocky bad 80s yeah if you want to see a movie where a bunch of british actors try valiantly and fail miserably at american accents slaughter high is strange (laughs) (laughs) well Hello, my name is Benedict Cumberbatch, and I am an American. No, Actually, but, it yeah. might not have been that I was tired of horror movies as much as it just took up so much time. Well, in the day. that too, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was because, like, I want to do other things, but we have to watch this two-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just worked eight hours, and then I come home and watch a two-hour movie. Have to work for two more hours, yeah. <laughs> and then go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it it wasn't the horror movies that got old. It was the time it takes to watch them. <laughs> so we actually have been tossing around the idea of maybe watch some Christmas movies. Oh, my God. Okay. Maybe try to do like a little videos on them. Oh, that would be that would be excellent. 
I can help you find some good Christmas movies. Uh, Santa with Muscles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Starring Hulk Hogan. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Hulk the Dirtbag Hogan. Oh, my goodness. It is super, super good. And by that, I mean super bad. It is like Suburban Commando or Mr. Nanny oh. level of bad. Yeah. Oh, I, I can find some Christmas movies for you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, because... Uh... Little known fact, Cody really doesn't like Christmas. Oh, I hate Christmas. <laughs> to be completely... I used to like Christmas, but then you work in retail long enough and you just hate it. Yeah, that kind of does suck the fun out of the holiday season, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But hey, enough about that. <laughs> uh, also, the Christmas creep really ruined Oh, it. the Christmas creep. We don't speak of the Christmas creep. That was an experiment. He's still down in Florida. He's the he's the uh, island island, island, island creep. time creep. I think is what we called him. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I, I've it. been playing the new Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein to the new Colossus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, How is it? It's really good. It's a continuation of uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order, which takes place in an alternate reality where the Nazis won World War Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a man in the high castle situation. Um, it's really good. I mean, the first one was really good. This one continues to be really good. The story, the story, and the cutscenes are all fantastic. Like mm-hmm. they really did a really good job writing this one and and fleshing out the characters. They actually give the main character of all the Wolfenstein games, B.J. Blaskowitz, mm-hmm. a fleshed out backstory that's actually very interesting. Really. Like Excellent. you meet his parents and everything, and his dad is a huge racist jerk. <laughs> oh, jeez, yikes! <laughs> um, but the gameplay itself borderlines on really frustrating for me. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I stink at it or well, I want to play <laughs> Get good it. Scrub. I want to play it like Doom, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the Doom that came out a couple of years ago, where you sure. rush in and and just just you know annihilate everything. everything. Yeah, they want you to to be a little more strategic about it. And it, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. So, and I I started playing it on medium, constantly died and got frustrated. And I've since switched it over to easy, which is just a little bit too easy. And now I feel like I'm being babied. Uh, so there's okay. no good middle ground for me, which mm. kind of stinks. It's probably more my own problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, want, they want you to be stealthy, but there's not a whole lot of... There's not like a cover system or uh, that kind I of see. stuff. I see. And then sometimes they want to switch it up, like, and now it's a shooter, balls to the wall mm-hmm. situation. And a lot of the levels are really claustrophobic, too. Yeah. But, I mean, that story is so good that it really pulls you through it. Okay. Well, that's good, at least. That's good. There's a The you, trailers looked really good yeah, for it. There's a point where you get to go to Nazi-occupied America and walk through a downtown mm-hmm. that's really interesting and they don't spend enough time there before you're back in some underground bunker shooting guys. Ah, I see. It's like, I want to go back up there and like have an adventure game happen where I'm using, picking up items and using them or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not, not that a Nazi occupied America is a place that I want to be, <laughs> but it's really, it's really interesting. This, this weird world they've created, uh, this alternate reality. Mm-hmm. But you just you kind of want to explore it. Yeah, yeah. But they they only kind of let you peek at at least so far. They only really give you a peek yeah. at it. Yeah. Between dark bunkers and military installations. Gotcha. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here. And when we get back, we'll get into a little bit of news. 
We're back. That was Africa by Toto, covered by the band Ninja Sex Party, off their uh, second Under the Covers album that just came out, what, a few weeks ago, I yeah. think? And it's already charted on the Billboard charts it's, and stuff. That's crazy. It was number one independent album. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. I, I've, I'm i a real big fan of Ninja Sex Party. I wish we could play some of their original music <laughs> yeah. on the show. Can't happen. Look it up on YouTube. Just look it up. It's Unless fun stuff. Kid. Unless you're a kid, then don't look. Then <laughs> yeah. don't look it up. But uh, but no, if you're if you're of legal age, look it up online. It's funny. It's very funny. Dan but, and uh, Brian are good good dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the only thing I, I wish is some of their covers are a little too close to the originals. Yeah, and the, I don't know some some of the stuff all kind of sounds the same after a little while. And I thought that the video for Pour Some Sugar on Me sucked. Yeah, like, it wasn't great. It was exactly the thing they're normally parodying or poking fun at. Yeah. But there was no, they weren't, they suddenly weren't. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it feels like with these uh, covers albums is that they're, they're not, they've stopped being a comedy band and they're just a cover band and, eh, but, but they do good covers and, you know, we always, if there's ever an opportunity for us to play Africa by Toto, we are going to play <laughs> Africa by Toto. Exactly. Bless, Number one jam. Bless yeah. those reins. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of news. And um, this first one is actually from a couple weeks ago because we took last week off. I want to talk to you guys about Sophia, the uh, world's first, like, uh, the closest thing nightmare to, like, a. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, very much a nightmare machine. But uh, it is uh, the like the closest thing to an autonomous uh, robot, like an Android that we have today. I'm looking up the name of the lab and the Forbes website will not let me go to their website. So we're going to go to the verge. Okay. Uh, Anyway, it doesn't really say in this article. Anyway, Sophia is, she's touted as a robot or an Android. What it is, it's a learning AI that is that they've attached a, um, a human ish, Face two, yeah, it is just close enough to human to make it super creepy. Yeah, and like I said, she's a learning AI, so she can respond and hold, you know, very simple conversations with uh, with uh, people with certain inputs. And Saudi Arabia has uh, granted her full citizenship, so. She's the first non... Or as much citizenship as a woman gets in Saudi Arabia. Well, yes. Yes. Very, very true. But like... Yeah, they can drive now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. But no, they. Uh, um, this is kind of unprecedented. This is the first time a non, like, non-biological, non-human being has been granted full citizenship to, in any country ever it, it kind of seems like uh maybe they're jumping the gun a little bit maybe a tiny bit but <laughs> hey when skynet takes over in a few years and we're all being ruled over by our robot overlords <laughs> we can look all, back to this point when we're all turned into batteries mm-hmm, into little in tubes the, like in the matrix in the matrix when we all know kung fu <laughs> no uh no this is the really cool i mean the robot itself is creepy as hell and i'm scared of it but uh, the idea behind all this is very fascinating i I think it's just a little bit early to be granting citizenship to to robots i don't i don't think she can act as a full citizen i don't she doesn't have use of her arms or legs yeah she's just 
they they've given her prost like it's well, I mean, basically that doesn't a, make you human. Well, no, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, there's yeah. no saying she's a robot is not totally correct. It's basically they stuck a a uh, animatronic head on a mannequin body and uh, ran a computer AI system through her. Basically, she, she seems slightly more advanced than, say, Abraham Lincoln in the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and her AI is based. Um, a little bit off of Winston. Remember on Jeopardy when they oh, had yeah. that robot that beat everybody Watson. at Jeopardy? Watson, Watson, that's what it is. Yeah, her AI is based um, uh, at least a little bit off of that. So that's really cool. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a cool story and it's a great accomplishment, but maybe citizenship is a little much. Also, <laughs> look at that face. Just look at it. Also, drink it in. Is there any reason they couldn't have slapped a wig on there? Yeah, yeah, the exposed robot brain parts. While cool, <laughs> coupled with like the the near human, God, she almost looks like Jennifer Lawrence in a weird way, in a weird yeah. like with weird dead eyes and a <laughs> robot brain. I love the headline on this article: uh, "Pretending to give a robot citizenship helps no one." Well, yeah, in which the is grand a, scheme yeah. of things, it doesn't help any. It doesn't do anything, but it's just kind of an interesting. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting. What, what does it mean to be alive? What does it mean to be a citizen of a country? It asks, it asks a lot of questions. Yeah. But hey, you know, this uh, This is eventually going to uh, create more jobs. I mean, we're going to need Blade Runner sooner or later because yeah. of this. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get started on that now. I'm yeah. Be the first Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go, yeah. Go find her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get... I have to get my what is the the Voight Voight Comp Voight Comp test. test. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and I guess I need to get really good at origami. Yeah. Buy a trench coat and a yeah. flying car. Mm-hmm. I love those flying cars. Those are great flying They're cars. So cool. Yeah. Very very good. <laughs> All right. We'll go ahead and move on from there to our next major topic. That um this happened just a few days ago or was announced just a few days ago in comics. Brian Michael Bendis, who has been a mainstay at Marvel Comics, has signed an exclusivity deal with DC for the foreseeable future, which is a kind of a big yeah, deal. Yeah. That's kind of a very big deal. Brian Michael Bendis is an excellent, excellent writer with an asterisk. He created Jessica Jones. He created Jessica Jones. He created Miles Morales. Um, Brian Michael Bendis is an excellent writer as long as he's writing his own creations. Or something that he can have full and complete utter control over. Like when the uh, Ultimate uh, Comics line started years and years ago and he had Ultimate Spider-Man. Like that's a great, that's a, a fantastic run because he was allowed to kind of do whatever he wanted with young Peter Parker. Like you said, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Jessica Jones was his creation and a lot of what eventually influenced uh, the Luke Cage things in, in the comics and things like that and the um, Netflix series and everything. Um, but he has trouble writing like well-established characters that he has to kind of toe the company line with a little bit. Which is probably what he's going to have to do at DC. Yeah. So that's the only <laughs> thing that kind of makes me a little worried. Plus don't give him magic users who have to say anything using magic words because it is just gibberish. <laughs> like, there for a while he was writing uh, Avengers and Doctor Strange was on the team and it was just it was like it was like a cat walking across a keyboard <laughs> whenever he had to Doctor Strange had to make a spell like it was just gibberish. A lot of the DC characters have some 
hard and fast rules about what they say when they cast the spell, though, don't they? Yeah, they do. Like, uh, Zatanna says things backwards. Backwards. That's easy. Yeah, that's that's pretty easy. Raven has that has a line that she says. Uh, Asimov. Metreon Met- Zenthos. Zenthos. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, Etrigan, the demon, uh, just rhymes. Yeah, he has to speak in rhyme. Yeah. He has to speak in rhymes all of the times. <laughs> oh, no. But no, this is this is really cool. This is really cool. I uh, I'm just interested to see where they end up sticking them, on what book. It's got to be. I bet it's going to be it's like Superman. Yeah, it's going to be one of the big one of the big three. ones. It's not going to be no. Batman because Scott Snyder's been uh, knocked it out of the park with that, and I don't think they would take him off of that anytime soon, unless this is who they're going to swap in for Scott Snyder. I don't know. Uh, but right now they have Scott Snyder over there. They have Jeff Johns, who is still doing some writing here and there. They I have like he retired. Uh, no, Jeff Johns. He is still he's a, a chief creative officer, so he's kind of in charge of the TV series for DC for DC oh, Entertainment. That's right. But he does he does, he does writing every of. once in a every once in a great while. Ah, oh, gosh, I can't remember who retired Recently from retired. it. Oh, well. Yeah, and they have Tom King. Tom King is. He's kind of really popped up in the last couple of years, but he is just a phenomenal writer. Also, former CIA, which is really interesting. Huh. Yeah. Like, he was used to be, like, and like the black ops CIA. Like, the stuff he can't talk about yeah. CIA, <laughs> which when, is really cool. When you're done and want to go back into the to civilian society, they're just kind of like, well, what do you want to do? I want to uh, write, we'll write comics. And they're like, okay, we'll make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Although Tom King didn't have an exclusivity deal, he actually wrote that uh, uh, really amazing uh, The Vision series that was released a few years ago, which was super good. And I recommend everybody look it up. It's probably on uh, Comixology at this point, so you can get it for cheap. I don't know what else to talk about with this. It's just yeah. really cool we news and worth mentioning. Yet, but yeah, yeah there hasn't been be a ton. Interesting to see what happens. The only tweet that I saw that was really funny was uh, Bendis uh, tweeted one saying, "You know, hey, I'm really happy, really happy and excited to be part of the DC Comics family. You know, it's you know such a long history of comics and creators and everything." And his second tweet was, "Now, which one is Clark again?" <laughs> and I, you know, that's that's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty funny. Is that is that a hint that he's going to be writing Superman? And who knows? Maybe. That now I'm working for the Nerdist. Yeah. <laughs> is Brian Michael Bendis' latest tweet a hint at what he's going to be writing at DC Comics? Here's a thousand words saying maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on to the next one. What do we have for the, our next topic? Uh, remember Pokemon Go? Of course. What if it was Harry Potter? Great. Because that's the thing that's happening. Super great. Which I was initially excited about. Sounds cool. Mm -hmm. You know, Warner Brothers said, hey, let's do it. And then I saw it was Niantic, the developers of Pokemon Go, developing it. Yeah. And then I am immediately skeptical. Well, it'll be great a month after the game's released when no one's playing it anymore. And it'll be great for about two weeks, Mm -hmm. and then they won't make anything new or do anything to support it i can't wait to stand outside in my local cemetery and catch harry potter's and pokeballs yeah Yeah. i get to throw the golden snitch at harry potter and hope that uh i hope they learn what they messed up with pokemon go yeah well i i I hope they would but judging by the pokemon fest last summer yeah i'm not I'm not so sure. I'm not convinced Niantic can do anything without royally screwing it up. 
I mean, their intentions are good and pure. Yes. Every time they just like either underestimate how much people like their game or are just completely incompetent. (laughs) Now, how many Tom Riddles do I need to grind up into candies in order to evolve him into Voldemort? (laughs) Like, how how is this even good? I don't understand how this is going to work. I don't either. Unless they're taking it in a uh, Fantastic Beast and where to find them slant and you have to capture the fantastic beasts even then there's not that many fantastic beasts i don't think how do you know i I guess i haven't actually looked at the book yeah he had a lot of beasts in his little briefcase he did in his tardis briefcase (laughs) i love that movie i always say i love that movie whenever we talk about it (laughs) i don't i don't know i mean i'll be curious to try it but i wouldn't get my hopes up yeah same here same here I'd like to see Niantic succeed and do something good, but they haven't shown that they could do that yeah. with Pokemon Go. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you see for Halloween you get a Mimikyu hat? I got the Mimikyu hat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I fired it up qu- long enough to get that, catch a couple of Pokemans, and then close the app and haven't looked at it since. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Although, no, take that back. I actually spent an afternoon walking around Columbus. Walked from coffee shop to coffee shop getting Pokemans. It's actually a pretty good time. It works really good in a city. Mm -hmm. Not anywhere else, though. Yeah. Especially since they dropped a lot of the uh, stops here in town. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are gone. Like, I I used to bike around the uh, Marion Cemetery, and uh, none of them are there anymore. So Because people have to behave like animals. (sighs) That's why we can't have nice things. Uh, Yeah. A bunch of savages. (laughs) I feel like I'm being (laughs) too negative today. Cheer up. Yeah. Harry Potter Go. It's, It's... I hope they don't call it that. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a name for it, but let's hope it's not called that. <laughs> Harry Potter and the barely functioning mobile AR experience. <laughs> <laughs> Harry You're... Potter and the tremendous letdown. <laughs> Hello there, Harry Potter. <laughs> no, hello <I'm... laughs> hello hello <laughs> it's me dumbledore <laughs> you're a digital wizard harry <laughs> oi <laughs> he's a snipe hurry <laughs> <laughs> harry throw your snitch at the i'm losing this entirely <laughs> yeah let's stop now while we're ahead yeah, while done. we're behind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right <laughs> So next up, uh, this is the last of the really, really big news that we got to talk about. Apparently, and there was just like one little mini news blurb, and that's all they've said about it. But apparently, Disney is in the process or in talks with acquiring many, if not all, of the 20th Century Fox or 21st Century Fox, I guess, film properties, film and television properties. This raises a lot of questions and concerns about the idea of mega corporations becoming bigger and how Disney is kind of monopolizing and and they have kind of a nasty track record for like bullying their way through like, you know, mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. And just the film industry in general, because I I heard actually heard a thing where they're um, for the, the next star Wars movie, they are, uh, only they have like a special thing like a uh, release clause 
Oh where, yeah, yeah, I heard this too. Yeah, it's like they have to they, they're required they're requiring theaters to have longer runs uh, and preferred times for the Star Wars movie over all other films in order to receive a print of the film, which is great for like huge mega uh theaters but like a little mom and pop stuff like the strand down in delaware yeah like it i mean yeah they now, don't... You, now you gotta play star wars for three months <laughs> yeah well think of think of studio 35 they have one screen yeah and they usually get like one big first run movie they run it for a couple of weeks and then they move on what are they going to do with star wars they can't run that for three months solid yeah it'll everyone will lose interest eventually i mean there are Believe it or not, there are a finite amount of people who are interested in Star Wars in the world. There's a lot, but there's a finite amount. Usually, once they've seen it one time, they don't go back again. Yeah, usually. Usually, I mean, I'm I'm an idiot who will see it a couple times, but you know, I'm a super fan. (laughs) But uh, but no, it's yeah, Disney. They kind of they kind of have a track record for not being super cool with that kind of stuff and just getting bigger and having more, you know, clout in the film industry is, I don't know, kind of, kind of skeevy. A little. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, that is seriously getting up to monopoly levels when you're, when mm-hmm. you've already bought out Lucasfilm and then you're coming for 21st and, and Marvel. Box. Yeah. yeah. And Marvel. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that like, I see it as a positive with this, and this is just me being the super nerd that I am. It means that one star Wars will be a hundred percent owned by Disney be under one house because, uh, um, distribution rights is actually through 20th, 20th century original film because of the original films. And, uh, a lot of the, uh, basically the X-Men would be back under the Marvel studios umbrella. And then we could get a fantastic X-Men versus the Avengers movie. (laughs) Yes. Yep. We can, well, we'd probably get an X-Men total reboot with a whole new cast. And, uh, the Marvel studios can finally stop talking about the inhumans. (laughs) What all properties would this besides those? Would it affect? Um, see, that's the thing. It wouldn't affect too many others because Oh, Deadpool would be dis oh Deadpool would be Disney now. Disney's Deadpool. But they don't know about that. They would throw him under like um the one of their subsidiary like things and not a Miramax. As much, yeah, not a Miramax. But they would like. Well, Miramax isn't around. That's that's the Weinstein company, oh, and they yeah. definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh no, that wouldn't happen. Um, no, they. I don't believe they would screw with Deadpool too much because Deadpool made a ton of money. That's true. And I mean, they're able to put like they're pushing the envelope a little bit with the with the Marvel movies a little. Like Ant Man had some stuff in it that maybe wasn't necessarily a hundred percent family friendly. But uh, it wouldn't really affect too many other properties, from what I understand, because some of the other ones that Fox owned at the time. Don't they own at, Alien? Hmm? Don't they own Alien? Well, yeah, they own Alien. Yeah. But specifically uh, Marvel stuff, um, they had uh, Daredevil, which reverted. They had Punisher, which reverted. They had the Ghost Rider, which... Who cares? Uh, partially, <laughs> well, partially reverted. Partially reverted because... It uh, they were able to use a Ghost Rider for Agents of Shield, just not the Nicolas Cage one. There was like a couple others. They wouldn't get the good ones. They wouldn't get Fantastic Four and all of those characters. Really, I thought they would get Fantastic Sony. Four. Oh, that's Sony. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they wouldn't get full control over Spider Man because that's Sony. So those are the really big ones. But they would get like all of the X Men and any X Men related characters it's that wor- they can use. It's worth it for the X Men. The X. To be able to say mutant, yeah, in a in a Marvel film, that would be worth it. 
Yeah. But is it worth the monopoly that Disney's creating over this? I don't I don't know. I mean I like I like my X Men, but I just I don't know. Like on one hand I would love mutants and the x-men to be a part of the mcu Mm -hmm. but i also like the fact that there's marvel movies out there that aren't part of the marvel the mcu machine giant thing because it cranks out really samey movies all the time they're all variations on the same film aren't they yeah they really kind of are i mean it's a good film that they're very making variations on but yeah and they're starting to get a little bit further away from that. I mean, Strange, Doctor Strange was kind of weird, and Ant-Man, for what it was, was a little bit outside of the box a little bit. And from what I understand, Thor is, and Guardians of the Galaxy are kind of stretching that a little bit further out, but still kind of have that core same yeah, story. Yeah, the same story beats. and Yeah. But, I don't uh, know. I don't want to dog. I mean, they're great movies. They're I go, great, yeah. I no, go see movies. them every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. But no, this would also affect, yeah, it would affect the Alien movies, the Alien franchise, which would mean Prometheus and um, all that other stuff, which at this point, get it away from Ridley Scott. <laughs> Just Would they get Blade Runner? Would they get Blade Runner? I don't think they'd get Blade oh. Runner. I don't think that's, I don't think that's Fox. You know what, listener, if we're wrong, email us, staff at nerdoverload.com. <laughs> I, you know what, this is the one time I'm asking you, <laughs> correct me. Send me an email. Send it to put it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nerdoverload now. Scott has some of the rights to Blade Runner. I, th- I think he does. I think he does. But, like, you know, let us know. Let us know where we're wrong on this one particular comic. I don't care about whether I'm wrong anywhere else. I could be wrong. I don't care. But this one topic, let me know. Correct me. So we have a couple of quick hits here before we get out of here. Let's just go right down the list. We can burn through these in about five minutes. Okay. The Batman Brave and the Bold Scooby-Doo animated movie. Looks like a great time. Super great. Yeah. Again, a, a case of striking while the iron is cold in this case. It looks great, but uh, Brave and the Bold has been kind of... It's been canceled for about five years Five now, years, probably. yeah. And but Scooby-Doo's definitely cooled off in recent... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but put them together and you get a very fun-looking animated movie that I'm excited to see. <laughs> yeah, and Batman creates his own mystery uh, mystery gang out of DC characters, which is super great, including the question with your favorite actor. Jeffrey Combs as the question. Yeah, yeah. I love the question, too. I love that character. He's a great character. He's, He's a- very much superhero Fox Mulder. <laughs> Definitely. That's a, that is it, 100%. Uh, but no, that looks really good. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Uh, next up, the New Warriors which it was a TV series that was origi- that was supposed to be done by uh, Freeform. It's the one or, with Squirrel Girl. That's the one it. with Squirrel Girl. Yeah, with uh, God, who was playing her? Um, uh, the AT and T girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know her name. It's uh, Milana Vantrub. That's her name. Who's she's hilarious. But uh, the uh, Freeform dropped the the show, so it's currently without a network. What that means for the show, I don't know. Maybe it'll get picked up by like Hulu or something because that's where um, Runaways, Runaways is, is yeah. and it was p- kind of part of that same kind of bubble, I guess. Somebody'd um, be crazy not to pick up a superhero TV show like that, especially they, with the name Marvel attached to it. Yeah, and it's a comedy, so it's yeah, it's more comedy than than action show. Actually, I think it's like a hundred percent comedy. So yeah, it'll get picked up somewhere. It's just right now not on Freeform, which is good because I don't think any it would it would die on that station i just kind of have a feeling i forget what freeform is already uh, it's abc family <laughs> okay 
Yeah. That's gone through so many name changes. So many of them. Yeah. <laughs> as bad as the hub. Yeah, God, the hub. Which doesn't exist anymore. It's like Discovery Family now. Something, or something. like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, they cast a Shazam, cap- that Captain Marvel, not the not the cool one from Marvel, the one who's a, actually a kid from the DC. One, the one that was really famous in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the one who was actually more famous, uh, more popular than Superman at one point until uh, Wiz Comics was sued by DC Comics for infringing on their character. That's what killed Captain Marvel. Even though he's quite different than Superman in a variety of ways. The original stories were very similar. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man, like 1940s and 50s Superman and 1950s Captain Marvel are nearly indistinguishable. Yeah. He was cast, uh, Zachary Levi, from, he played Chuck on TV's Chuck. He's Remember Chuck, Chuck? Chuck from TV's Chuck? Yeah, it was, it's Chuck, you guys. What else has Zachary Levi done outside of Chuck? I don't know. I, tangled? Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he actually he's, did a good job in he's, that. He's Tangled's boyfriend. Yeah, in Tangled. <laughs> which is a TV show right now, which isn't, yeah. which isn't bad. No, it's yeah. not terrible. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see it. No. Then again, anyone can put on a bunch of muscles. Yeah. Look at pre-Thor Chris Hemsworth. Look at look at the first uh, Star Trek reboot movie. You know, you know, uh, Thor's in that. He's Kirk's dad. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. And he's like this big around. You can't see the the gesture I'm making, but it's tiny. <laughs> uh, so I mean, he could put on a bunch of uh, muscle and and weight, and, or they could and put him it. in one of those foam muscle. Suits. They could put him in some of those muscle like suits for Halloween. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I was kind of banking on John Cena being Shazam. That would have been awesome. Only because The Rock is already Black Adam, and we could have had like a third act wrestling match between Shazam and the Rock. And it would have been Black awesome Rock. and fun. A fun movie. Yeah, it would have been really I mean, fun. It sounds dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And so, eh. no one could see him when he was on screen. <laughs> that's well, that's maybe, probably maybe why they that's didn't the cast problem. Him. Maybe that's the problem. Although you know he is a major supporting character in both Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home Two. <laughs> I guess John Cena is like in those a lot. Wow, he is like the secret third dad. <laughs> I thought Daddy's Home One looked kind of funny, but Two looks like a garbage heap from the trailer I saw at the movie. <laughs> You, you know, I said the same thing about Meet the Fockers, the s- sequel to Meet the Parents. It's not bad. And Meet yeah. the Fockers was really funny. I actually kind of like that one a little better because it's not as super cringe-inducing. I, I just wish that uh, Mel Gibson wasn't. Yes, uh, that's the major yeah. That's the major issue. I like John, uh, uh, John Lithgow as uh, Will Ferrell's dad. That fits perfectly. And I guess Mel Gibson fits as uh, Marky Mark's dad. I just wish it wasn't. Yeah. Mel Gibson. Okay. And it just looks like a whole pile of, of gender jokes. It's just like, that's mm. not what a man does. It's yeah. Like, okay. Just yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. That's your whole not, movie. Uh, yeah. Not, not great. Yeah. All right. And um, I just want to say rest in peace, me verse. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. Nintendo's social media message board for the Wii U is, and 3DS is officially shut down. <sighs> What a weird, yeah. What a weird place of the internet that was. On on one hand, um, I want to say nothing of value was lost because <laughs> it was a bizarre message board for children that mm-hmm. just 
but I enjoyed seeing what kind of weird off the wall content was coming from there. Oh yeah, it was just the craziest stuff. And, and it was cool to see neat fan art every time you turned on your Wii U. I think yeah. that was a cool feature. That yeah. was really cool, especially when they started integrating it into Splatoon, the first one, yeah. and like uh, that one stage in Smash Brothers. That was really cool. Which now is not going to work. It's anymore. not going to work. Yeah. Just well, they, maybe they archive some of those. Maybe, yeah. I don't yeah. know how they're going to handle that. Yeah. Well, maybe it, well, it won't matter when the port of Smash Brothers comes out that's going to come out, right? Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> we joke, but they did just add support for the uh, multi-tap for the uh, uh, GameCube controllers. To the Switch. To yeah. the Switch. So they're sending it Yeah, I, they said it was an accident. No, so it's they, not. They <laughs> added those features to support more third-party controllers. Oh. And it was just a coincidence. Oh, of course. That it happened Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, last one, Cody. Uh, there's a new Overwatch hero named yeah. Wa- uh, Myra, uh-huh. who looks really cool. She's the evil support character. Oh, cool. So now the, the evil characters, uh, Talon, have a healer they could that fits in with them story-wise. Very cool. It doesn't matter in the game. Well, there's yeah, no... it's just a character. But... but she looks cool. She's got, you know, one hurt laser and one heal laser in each mm-hmm. hand and she's like an evil irish geneticist lady it looks kind of like david bowie yeah a oh lot even like... better that's excellent <laughs> it looks cool it'll be fun to check it out oh very cool i'll turn on overwatch and play a couple matches and then put it away <laughs> get mad yeah <laughs> get mad not think about it till the next character yeah 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 um, i saw a, a post somebody made that said overwatch is just professional wrestling yeah because they're, they're... <laughs> They're over-the-top, ridiculous characters with with really big personalities. The story has little to do with the actual fighting that mm-hmm. happens, and none of the backstory makes sense. That's <laughs> that's an apt comparison, Yeah, it doesn't actually. fit together. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, it basically is. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I have no, I have no argument there. That makes sense to me. But uh, there's no release date on her or anything. She's not out now or anything. Oh, she's not? Sometime soon. Okay. That okay. was the big BlizzCon reveal because BlizzCon was last oh. week or whatever. Yeah, whatever. They man. also showed a new map that was like a theme. It was like Disney World for Blizzard. Oh, okay. Which is pretty fun. I mean, there's like a Hearthstone area and an arcade based on Heroes of the Storm. It's oh. pretty pretty fun, cool stuff. Oh, that's there's cool. There's also skins to go with it. Oh, very nice. All right, well, hey, uh, it looks like we're at time, so we'll go ahead and wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. Yeah, who's going to do that? Yeah, Josh isn't here. <laughs> it throws off the whole thing. It does. You can get a hold of us on all social medias at Nerd Overload now. Mm-hmm. We're talking your Twitters. We're talking your Facebooks. And your um, Twitches. And your Twitches. Not your YouTubes, no. Unfortunately, because we're, we we're need working more on it. subscribers. So subscribe yeah. to Nerd Overload TV on the YouTube, so we can change the name. That would be great. I would also, much appreciate. Also, so you can see some great content. We also have content there. Yeah, and the soon podcast to have more content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload with any rants, corrections, <laughs> or you comments, can just be nice. Corrections. Yeah, you can be nice to us. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice too. We can. We'll take some nice. That's good. <laughs> Don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Word of mouth is what gets people to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So tell your friends about the... Yeah, just because you're listening to it, don't assume everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> tell your friends. Yeah. 
And uh, we are also on iTunes and Stitcher, so you can find us over there. And all of our back episodes are back there as well. And there's a lot of them. There are quite a few. 160. This is 167. Wow. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's crazy. I can't can't believe we've made it this many, honestly. Um, So, yeah, I think that's it. So, uh, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. Peace out.